Memphis Grizzlies get up today, beat the Jazz 123-118. The Nets got up narrowly over the Miami Heat 102-101. Sean Marks, Stephen Adams, the Kiwi Connection, uh, probably the two teams that I'm following at the moment. I feel a little bit like a... I don't know, I feel a little bit like a populist at times. I've got to say I was a big Chicago Bulls fan in the 1990s and then I lived in Toronto, so I became very much a Toronto Raptors fan. And I've got to say probably Toronto is still my NBA team for having lived there, but I do like to see anything with a Kiwi connection. Nets currently sitting second in the Eastern Conference behind the Celtics. Celtics 28 and 12 and the Nets 27 and 13 and good news for Grizzly fans they sit second in the Western Conference 26 and 13 behind the Nuggets who are also 26 and 13 but let's talk some National Basketball League let's talk the Australian Basketball League the voice Justin Nelson joins us Justin good evening welcome a very good evening to you that's a Quite a summation and, and wrap up there, and it sounds like you've been through a few teams over the years. I've been very privileged to have watched some very good basketball. Studying in Toronto in 1988, 1998, 1999, I was there when Sean Marks played his first 38 seconds in the NBA against, I think it was the Cleveland Cavaliers. I was there when they went into what was the Air Canada Centre. They had the Sprite Zone. It was 10 bucks to go and see games, and so I was very blessed to have watched a lot of NBA. But I was also very lucky to be sideline courtside for the 2008 Olympic final between wow. the Dream Team and Spain, which they've just made a Netflix uh, documentary about. Yeah, and I was there with yeah. I was there with um, Brendan Tell for broadcaster and Peter Montgomery of all things. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, that's uh, that that is quite some history there and. Two things that come of that, uh, certainly um, I'm sure a lot of NBA fans wish tickets were still $10 each. <laughs> in, in, in the Sprite Zone, yeah, it was unbelievable. The top, the players that, you know, Alan Iverson turning up one week, you go, oh, I'm watching Alan yeah. Iverson, there's my 10 bucks, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's an absolute ripper. And uh, that Netflix uh, doco, by the way, is, uh, is really, really good. I've seen that and uh, great memories. Yeah, yeah, and look, the Toronto side, you know, had guys like Tracy McGrady, um, it also had Vince Carter, clearly, Sean Vince Marks. Vince Carter, yeah. Sean Marks was in his rookie season. Um, you know, there were some good players in that Toronto side. Yeah, and look, they've got some good players this season. They just can't string wins together. I mean, certainly that rundown you gave on the intro there, uh, you know, Boston really love what they're doing. Memphis, obviously, and they are definitely gathering a lot of support here in New Zealand with the uh, with the Adams connection. And you just sense Denver is starting to wind things up as well. They're they're really starting to crank things up yeah. as we enter the second half of the season. Yeah, I'll ask you. I'll ask you this then, Justin, because they say this with the NRL. You don't win the NRL in the months of March, April, May, and June. You start to sort of win it in the month of August and September. When do you win the NBA? Yeah, look, it's an interesting question. Um, most people would say post-All-Star. That's when things really go up to the next level. But, you know, wins, no matter when you get them through the season, they go into the win column, don't they? So you have to start well. You have to play well through the middle stages and you have to finish well. It's a long season. There's no doubt about that before the business end uh, kicks in. But, you know, we're, we're about to, to find ourselves in this trade window as well. Uh, and, and some really big things go down at this time of the year. So, yeah, look, definitely over the next uh, four to six weeks, I think you're going to see uh, those that uh, are likely to be in the box seat, in the best seats, come the business end. They're going to start to emerge now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what's happening locally here with the National Basketball League? 
Yeah, well, free agency open today in the Selves NBL. And what that means is uh, officially, publicly, teams can start announcing players that they have signed. Teams have been working in the background you know, for weeks and months now, just getting themselves in a position as to who they're going to look at, you know, who they might sign. Certainly some offers have been out there with players, both locally and and right around the world with the international players as well. But now all of a sudden we get to hear who these teams have signed. And two players announced today in the cells NBL, the Taranaki Airs, of course, who had a wonderful season in 2022, finished on top of the table in the regular season for the first time since 1992. It was an incredibly competitive league last year. They are bringing back their court leader, Richie Roger, uh, who had a wonderful season in 2022. He was the best three-point shooting player in the Selves NBL. So they've been quick to re-sign their court marshal, Richie Rogers, signing on for the years. And the first import for season 2023 was announced today. The Manawatu Jets have snared the signature of Danny Pippen, who's a six foot ten, twenty-five year old forward out of Kent State University, Detroit, Michigan native, currently playing with Cobrat in Finland, where he's averaging nineteen points and seven rebounds. And here's the added extra on Danny Pippen. I think he'll fit right in at home here in New Zealand because his favourite thing to do off the basketball court is to ride his skateboard. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Boy, you don't see a big man riding a skateboard, do you? No low <laughs> centre of gravity. Boy, you've got to have great coordination when you're a, a tall player like that on a skateboard. Hey, just on that, I've been doing the commentary for the Tuatara baseball, and uh, yesterday we had Aaron Young, the Tuatara of basketball, coach yeah. straight out the first pitch. I've got to say, it was a strike too. Oh, good on him. He's uh, he's a wonderful coach. He's had a couple of years in the Cells uh, NBL now, and of course took his team all the way to the grand final. Uh, last season and he's he's a rising coach definitely one to watch not sure how he'd go playing a, a full game for the Tuatara out on the diamond but certainly on a basketball court as a coach he uh, does very well yeah I call it confusing ability with ambition it's a little bit like that. I have been listening to some of your commentary as, as well for the uh, for the baseball. You do a good job. Very, very good job. Very entertaining. Yeah, look, uh, look, uh, it's like anything, isn't it? I, I'm learning the game as we're going, but what we've tried to do is broaden the audience. Uh, it's not just about trying to talk to baseball people. It's trying to actually grow the sport, and that's where Dale and Mark Irwin are very good. It's like, okay, guys, you know what you're talking about, but let's expand it and tell people at home what you mean when you talk about certain things. And look, it has got to be entertaining, doesn't it? And so, um, yeah. Uh, look, it's, it's a work in progress, but um, yeah, thoroughly enjoy it. I've got to say I enjoy it. it. It's amazing just how, no different than basketball, but it's all very well being a fan. It's all very well watching it. But when you've actually got to go and call it, you start to realise just how many little subtleties there are, just how many things are going on and just how much you've got to learn. Oh, look, there's no doubt about that. And, and basketball is, is definitely in that same wheelhouse, similar to baseball, where you know, if you look at an audience and you, and you take in what they're looking for um, from the entertainment package that you deliver, you know, so many things within those games and football is another one means mm. a lot to so many different people because it's not just about the stars. It's not just about, you know, the tactics. It's also about the stats, you know, and certainly for baseball, basketball and football, mm. they are very, 
uh, stats-heavy driven sports. So, yeah, anyway, change the topic. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, let, let, let's talk about the Breakers because they got the job done over Adelaide, 85-83. It's their seventh win on the road and yeah. they seem to be coming right at the right time after having gone through just a little bit of, of a lull in the month of December. So what's what's forced the change in form? What's been the turnaround? Well, it's it's been it's been a rocky road. I mean, let let's let's call it for what it is. Uh, they're doing really well away from home. They're seven and two. They're six and four on home soil. But the month of December was a really rocky road for the Breakers. They had the COVID breakout with with seven plus players going down. Uh, that has forced a couple of games to be rescheduled. They went uh, a huge amount of time in between games. Uh, and that's never a good thing right in the middle of the season. So they've had to combat that. They've had some injury woes as well. Um, certainly a lot of players coming in and out. It looked like against Adelaide and uh, and where McDowell-White was a late inclusion. He had to pass a fitness test. But it does look like now with the breakers that the lineup is settled. The players are back on court. They're back playing again, fit, healthy, overcome injuries, overcome COVID. And now in the uh, ANBL season. It is definitely the business end. They've played 19 games. They've got nine regular season games to go, second on the table. And I've got to tell you, this coming week, I think, will be the defining week for the uh, Sky Sport Breakers in uh, season 22-23. They've got three games coming up this week. They play Tuesday night in Perth, then return to Christchurch to take on Melbourne United on Thursday night. Then they play Cairns up in Auckland on Sunday. Massive, massive week. Is the game in Christchurch, is that a home game or is that Melbourne having yep, taken it, it to Christchurch? No, definitely a home game for the Breakers. They do like to take their games around New Zealand. We saw them play in New Plymouth last week. They've already played one game in Christchurch this season. This is the second time. Yeah, yeah but should, should, should you should you put commercial decisions ahead of performance decisions? I'm not sure I agree with that. I get what they're trying to do, but there's a thing called home court advantage for a reason. Yeah, look, it's a, it's an interesting debate, and it's one that's been in sport for many, many years in many different competitions because it's not a new thing in uh, in moving uh, games around, whether it be commercially or not. I mean, right now, yeah, the Breakers probably want to play as many games on the road as they can. Mm. They're 7-2 away from home. So, you know, whether home court advantage is there or not uh, at the moment, they're definitely better away from uh, from mm. Spark Arena. Okay, if it's not the Breakers, we've got the Kings on top, we've got the Taipans third, we've got the Jack Jumpers in fourth. Who impresses you? Which of the Australian teams do you believe is the team to beat? Now that we get into the business end, which team's got the momentum? Which team do you think is going to get it right? Yeah, look, probably a month ago, I was talking up Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, and and they've really dropped away the last few weeks. Whereas, you know, without Pinder, their best player, Cairns, all of a sudden have strung four wins in a row together. So they're coming good, uh, and they look a, a, a really um, focused, dedicated uh, team that is just on the same page as each other and playing really, really well. So I like what Cairns are doing. Uh, but you can't go past the Sydney Kings. I mean, they're on top of the table for a reason. But if you go through their results, and especially in the last month, they are taking teams to the cleaners. They are hitting their stride definitely at the right end of the season. Uh, and I think the Sydney Kings right now are the team to beat. Justin Nelson, absolute privilege and a pleasure to have you on the program. We must have do it more regularly until we sort of get the old hoops back. Uh, you're a good man. There's a lot going on. And as I said, free agency opened 
in Cells NBL. So one thing you can be assured of locally is as the days roll by now, we're going to see a lot of announcements coming out from those 10 NBL teams here in New Zealand. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, Justin, we've got one more home series left for the Tuatara at home in the world of baseball. That's going to be the Brisbane Bandits in a couple of weeks. Why don't we get you along? Why don't we get you up into the commentary box, big guy? Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I know a few of the ownership group there with the uh, with the Tuatara Baseball. They are a, a great group. They do some some wonderful things in sport, in baseball and, and basketball. But I'd love to do that. Oh, and I think I it, think the Tua, yeah, I think the Tuatara still a chance to make the playoffs too. Yeah, they do. It'll be between Canberra. They they're away this week. They go to Geelong to take on Geelong Korea, and then they've got Brisbane at home, which won't be easy. They're not playing well, but it's about just a little shift in momentum, and I think they can yeah. play well. But yeah, no, just a good opportunity, wouldn't it, to sort of talk about franchises, talk about the baseball and the basketball franchise that is the Tuatara. Yeah, mark it down. I'll catch up with you then. Looking forward to it.